Hi, this is Kevin Flood, and you're listening to the We're Alive Fancast. Are we alive? And is it live? It's the freaking web. It's, what's live? Welcome to the We're Alive Fancast. Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Hey, Kevin, this is Mick. Hey, Mick, how are you? Sorry good. about that. Pardon Wait. me for doing my imitation of someone who forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Redbeard. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Good, good. We're doing good. Are you familiar with our show at all? I have not heard Shane put me onto it. And, uh, and uh, you know, Shane's a good buddy of mine. And I've not had a chance to listen. In fact, I must bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not a, a I, you know, it's like I'm an actor more than I'm like a, a, a listener to the show. Right. So it's like my, you know, when I got, when I got offed, um, <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, uh, what's next? You know, so it's, um, it's a funny thing. Right. No, I wasn't expecting you to know. I was just going to explain to you. <laughs> okay. We, we cover We're Alive. Um, this, right. just, this, yep. just this season though is when we started. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, so we talk about it every week when it comes out, and then we've been getting to, to speak to all y'all who act in it, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. The uh, so in other words, you picked up in full uh, with season four, apparently. Yes, this past yeah. August. Okay. We yeah, because because I'm like it's been like I'm I'm the cagey old vet because I mean I was uh, I was doing this um, um, you know in the first season one, two, and three. Right. Um, right. Oh, so and so do I. What do I need to hit to do to to record? Oh, you don't need to record. Okay. We've uh, we, me and Redbeard both record, and in okay. case no, we haven't had a failure yet. But there we in case go. One does. We have two going. So. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like uh, redundancy. <laughs> yes. I've lately I've I forgot to the point where I've almost not started recording, and I've heard that that cannot be a lot of fun sometimes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I spent my life, most of my life behind the camera um, as a writer, as writer, director, um, doing industrials, um, sales and marketing movies. And uh, it's become, you know, you learn, you learn, you know, uh, proper planning prevents uh, poor performance, as the kids <laughs> like to say. Um, so, and, and that the old, the even more fun one, you, have, you, can, you can get a quick, good and cheap, quick, good or cheap pick too. <laughs> anyway, so so you're fans of the show, and so did you, how did you? How did you come to it? I guess is what's did you did you find it or did it find you? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, uh, as far as just being listeners, um, yeah, I had, I had, I just happened upon it one day when I was new to even listening to podcasts. I just happened okay. to look for something zombie related because it was kind of the fad, and uh, yeah, I happened across it. So have you gone back and and done the uh, and and listened up to the beginning or? Oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. I believe I started somewhere in the first couple of chapters. So yeah. I've been listening since then, and uh, we wanted to start podcasting, and we yeah, got cool. better than this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think I was like a week behind him. He Mick told me about it, and yeah, it was like I think I barely got through half of the first episode and i was like okay i'm i'm in right <laughs> yeah it's 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 a real i mean it's the, the uh 
I don't know if you're familiar with it. You've probably gone back and listened to things like um, War of the Worlds and the Orson Welles radio cast. Oh yeah, broadcast. That's yeah, I mean, and that's. I mean, that this is that that the first couple of seasons, at least first first three, were just like so true to that that uh, theater of the mind, you know, uh, environment that you can um, that really rich, you know, radio tradition. Yeah, very much. And as I've been telling people lately, it's it, I think it surpasses those in production values and acting and all that. Yeah, I mean, because so much has changed. I mean, because the thing is, there was so much. It was. You know, at that point, they were still just figuring out, you know, Brady was around a little bit longer than, you know, a motion picture with soundtrack, right, with with uh, talkies. And so that people were still figuring out how to behave on screen, other than doing it you know, very representatively, right? Very, you know, um, um, what's the word these those, those damn actors use? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, represent, it's very representative. It's very, you know, they're, they're operatic almost. Um, mm-hmm. So... <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's, but it's, I mean, that's what the, the fun thing is, is that it's, that's what's been, that was so much fun about doing it because it was, it was well-written and it was well-produced and it felt like you were doing something with the, with the, with the real narrative arc because we were right. There was a, each character had, you know, really rich things going on and, and, uh, um, and 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 it be it's it's that's what was so much fun about doing it, right? Because you had a chance to, to get it as some nice chewy bits, um, and you didn't have to worry about it, it was, and you saved so much money because you're not having to haul out lights and makeup trucks and craft services and all the rest, you know. But um, it, it's been, it was very, it was great fun. I, I really had a ball. I really did have a ball. Very cool. So how, how did you come about or alive in the very beginning? So I knew Shane, Shane Salk, uh, played Angel and was a co-writer, developer in the, in the first two seasons. Um, and he's an actor and we talked about stuff and so on and so forth. And I had an audition at uh, a casting place in, in uh, Los Angeles. And I ran into him. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm casting that radio show. I said, can I have an audition? He said, yeah, sure. Here, read this. Um, so I took a minute, read it, and went in um, and read for maybe a Mahler role. I'm not sure. I forget. Um, but then I got a call back, and they, they, I think I called and I said, yeah, we love you. We'd like to work with you, but then you're going to play this guy, Kalani. And I said, oh, did I read from him? They said, no, you didn't read from him, but don't worry about it. Um, and um, we'll see you at the, <laughs> at the first recording. Uh, when it, and I said, great. So I... I did a little bit of background, but it, in terms of where it came from, and listened to a few, listened to some episodes, and then um, that's how I. You know, so I kind of post the interview, post the audition, which is always a fun thing to do, mm-hmm. um, because you know you're. It's it was one of those things that kind of fell from the sky. So that was a that was a nice element of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was, and sometimes you had, I had a sense of where this guy came from, and but most of it, you're just like. I said, hey, Casey's, hey, I'm Casey. I said, hey, I'm Kevin. Thanks for coming. Um, you're on, you know, come on into the studio. Let's go. So, huh. <laughs> and was, I said, okay, do you want an accent? No, no accent, no Hawaiian talk, no nothing. Um, just, um, just do it. So, and, um, and we stand, you know, you're in a room with like, in a really cool, holy, hold on, open the window because it's a little warm. Um, you're in a, you know, in a recording, a fully recording studio at, at uh, Chapman College, and uh, there's eight folks around. You know, you're in a 
in a, a room full of microphones and you're looking at the, at the other actors you're working with. And so it's a, it's really great fun. Um, and you go through a scene at a time like you would in anything else, but, um, and then you walk away and they do what they do and it sounds like, Oh God, that's how it sounds. So, um, but that, that was, I think, uh, so that's how I got started. And I, and I didn't, I had no idea how long my, the arc of my character would last. Um, at some point, I think that may I think I seem to remember at some point that Shannon and I were talking about one thing, and he and he he may have intimated I forget because I didn't remember <laughs> I didn't remember, that he that I I think he may have told me that what happened to my character at some point but I didn't it didn't register <laughs> um, so I, I think I might have known this this boy sounds like oh, dude where the spend much time in the LSD farm back in the day. <laughs> no, it was one of those things. It was kind of like I said, I don't really want to know because I don't really want to know. But, you know, because it takes away. You want to kind of approach this stuff as it's like, um, as and say the words as if they're just occurring to you, right? Hmm. Um, but that, so that's how I got involved. And, and I was happy and glad to stay on for um, two seasons and then reappear as a dead guy, as a ghost sort of. In, uh, in, in retrospect, uh, in season three, so. Right. Um, Kalani's one of those, he, uh, not one of those, he, he's actually one of the more interesting characters to me um, in this, in that, you know, he's 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 good, but he's put in the situation where he's got to do some some things that he probably wouldn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's one, one of the things I like about him is that he's a freaking pragmatist, right? It's Ooh. just... It's about it's the way he approaches, um, you know. It's like as long if something has if something can fly, I can fly it. Is and which was a great thing about his character. It was kind of a he, he um, was very confident. <laughs> yeah, he was. But I think that at times that you that also could read cocky, as in I'm dancing as hard as I can, so these these mofos don't figure out that I'm scared. um the one the one place he was comfortable was was in the pilot seat right and uh, you know that that became something that he that gave him leverage right i mean i think it it was one of those things that he had he had a skill that no one else had that was that would ultimately prove critical right oh yeah Um, oh yeah so and I think that he, there was an element of he could afford to be a little bit around the edge because he knew that there was no, there was no other, you know, it wasn't like you were going to find a Burger King around the corner from the house, you know. He was finding something around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had a way of uh, <laughs> of um, you know getting you know a, a good portion of what he needed sustenance. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he hey, had um, a way of taking care of himself. What, in what ways are you and Kalani alike? Was there anything um, that you remember? Yeah, I, I think there's a there's pro- probably um, that the the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So I don't you know, so that that's that uh, even though he was a guy who used was actively you know duplicitous, right? Right. But not because he was getting any benefit other than hopefully keeping his daughter alive. Right. So you're both pretty direct. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I think I think he was that there's a level of if we have to do this, let's just get it done and get the freak out of here. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's a it, if it there's a kind of a yes, no on off um, good, bad assessment 
um, of of situation. And you know, he was he complained, but at the same time, he was also he kvetched. I mean, he was like he <laughs> he bitched and moaned about you know pretty much everything. Um, which was kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I think that that was part of his bluster, right? That it was kind of like you know, um, and uh, you know, it, it was <laughs> over the course of playing that guy, right? That, that doing that character, um, yeah, I, I lost a bunch of weight, right? And I, cause I was never. It was fun. Somebody showed me some fan art of of Galani. It was just like, yo, dude, please. Come on, give the guy a break. I don't look like that by health, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, but that would it all in good fun. But the, but it's but it's just it's interesting to to kind of take on the cool thing about doing audio work is that you can take on this kind of bluster and you know and and play it to the hilt and you know just be standing around a room, you know standing in a room with microphones you know, with that's and getting the same kind of the same kind of vibe. Cool. Cool. Very interesting. Um, let's see. We got a kind of an off the wall question here from Roger Dodger, who is Osiris. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my, my boy. <laughs> Osiris <laughs> he said he'd like to know if you could be any type of pasta dish, what type would you be and why? <laughs> and while you're thinking about um, that, he, he says, uh, hands down, you're his favorite character. You played his favorite <laughs> character after Jenna's Scratch. Uh, you got a unique voice, uh, excellent casting choice, excellent performance. Performance, super nice guy. Thank you, thank you. Pasta dish. Um, okay, th- this is this is one I make, and I don't know why I'm using it, but it's a uh, salmon with uh, bacon. That's American bacon crunch. Um, streaky, I think you call it. Um, and uh, red peppers, uh, petite small peas, and uh, penne. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> mm, sounds it's pretty good. good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's bad. You know, if anybody wants the recipe, I'll kind of do that too. Um, <laughs> and you can download it. I'm like, <laughs> right, <laughs> from yeah. here, seventeen fifty. Oh, seventeen fifty. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not sure where I put the zero. Put it anywhere you like, but maybe further down towards the right. Uh, anyway. Um, So yeah, so the pasta dish. I, I hope that answers, <laughs> answers your question. Uh, yeah, you answered it in a, a lot of the same way that he did. Because I asked him, I asked back to him. I was like, "Well, what what's yours?" <laughs> Sounded delicious as well. There you go. Might just be hungry. <laughs> well, uh, Todd Halfacre, he says, uh, or he asked, he just wanted to know if you've kept up with the show. It sounds like you're uh, behind a little bit. Yeah, I am. I, I know. Uh, I, since since and Jim's living in, in uh, Louisiana, I think he's pretty much out. Uh, um, Michael, um, I, yeah. I mean, the thing is, well, I've kept up with him a little bit, but the but it's just a question of you know life. It, it's kind of like I got I've done a bunch of other stuff in, but since then, right? And so and that's just, you tend to pay attention as an actor to the stuff that um, that's in front of you because the. Um, and and that's what I guess I did. And I and my I guess my interest also the funny I guess the weird thing is is that zombies is not really I mean the stuff my go to stuff is is comedy. My go to stuff is if I'm going to go back and 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 go into the wayback machine. It's like British comedy, you know, late sixties kind of non kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and and so that so the thing is is that it was it's not that I didn't listen. It's just that it was like okay, it's not at the, my top ten. 
Um, all due respect. Um, but I've kept up with it. What's been interesting is just the, it's quite frankly, was that the initial response to Kalani and, how, and to, the, the fact that there were so many people talking about the character was, I thought, I thought was really quite interesting. And I it was kind of like, you know, I, when I'd write stuff, when I write reviews and stuff, my attitude would be, uh, I'm glad this is done. Why would anybody ever read this? <laughs> 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 and so it's kind of like, God, really, did I, you know, it's, it's just, it's like this, you know, this Irish Catholic expectation of failure. Um, <laughs> this dream from a very young age. That's funny. And his last question was, uh, he wanted to know if you're coming to the finale. Yeah, I am actually. Oh, cool. Uh, I am going to be there. Um, cool, very cool. Yeah, I had. I, you know, we have an opportunity. That the last, the last one that they did at this at this place, someone handed me a real softball. It was just like, you know, what's the worst part of, um, you know, what, what's what you know, something about what is uh, what's the biggest difference now? Is it well, I'm dead. <laughs> you know, my character's <laughs> expired. He can't talk anymore. You know, it's uh, a, <laughs> and it's, you know, because because the fun part is the work, right? I mean, that's the, that's the fun part, right? Right. You know, that's looking into the eye, the heart of the eye of the sun. You know. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Redbeard, you got any? I've got well, plenty more to go, but. No, I mean, I got I got some questions, kind of beyond the world. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, I mean, keep going. Ask away. Okay. You no, know, I'm here. Go ahead. You want to keep going with, with We're Alive, or do you want to... Yeah, yeah let's keep going with We're Alive. Okay, cool. Uh, Chris Combatant says, uh, the Maulers had Kalani's daughter. Right. How is it that Kalani didn't ever think to tell the Towerites, like Michael and those people? The sense I, what I got was that he had been what he... He had been sworn because of the what happened to, to believe that if he let anyone in on what he was doing, that his daughter would be iced, that his daughter would be killed. And so that there's a level of, you know, if you're in that position, right, that's almost that whole, that whole Stockholm syndrome thing that you have to believe you, that the people you come to trust the most are the people who have the greatest leverage over you, whether they are trustworthy or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're not going to tell anybody cause everybody is, could, could screw it up and get her killed. Um, and, you know, the, there's a, you know, there's a point at which is that that's, that's kind of a dead end. That's not, that's not a, that's a dead end situation from jump street. Right. Once, you know, once someone makes that deal that, that it, it's going to end poorly, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's not going to end well. Um, and I don't, I think that there was a level, I think it was trust. And I think it was also that I think he thought the whole, you know, the army boys were just a bunch of dopes. It's like, dude, can you enough of this bullshit? You know, just yeah. if I want to drink and fly, you I'm going to drink and fly. This is a cable show, right? We can, we can talk like that. <laughs> oh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll censor a lot of that out, but it's no okay. Way. Speak however you like. Okay, um, but but I mean, I think that that uh, I sense that you know Kalani was a guy who liked to learn more than he gave away, right? Than he revealed. And then it take that information and kind of connect dots. And so, um, because ultimately what he wanted to do was save his daughter. So, yeah. Um, and those are some pretty good answers. And, and, and to add to that, you know, the fact that he's already had to compromise his moral values yeah. to do, to get where he was by that yeah. point, it just right. made it easier. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is that it's like, you know, in for a dime, in for a dollar, right? It's, it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, if, I, if I'm committed to this kind of behavior, well, then I'm committed, I'm all in, right? Because if the, if the goal is save my daughter, the goal is save your daughter. And, you know, that's going to motivate a whole bunch of behaviors, I think. Casey tweeted out from the We're Live Twitter feed. Yeah. And he asked, uh, what, was, what was one of your favorite moments to perform? Wow. Wow, there's um, the, the one of the, the most enjoyable ones, quite honestly, was the one the the piece we did where Angel and Kalani are out getting supplies and they deal with the behemoths. Um, that was a whole lot of fun to do. I mean, that was the you know it, it's like my one of my it's like. Um, yeah, I got to work with Bob Bergen, you know, which is a great thrill. Yeah. About working with Bob Bergen was, in fact, you know, act, talking to a uh, a speakerphone device, <laughs> 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 and uh, and seeing this guy Skittles uh, and trying to imagine him and and just trying to say how the Farouk do we get out of this? That I, I really enjoyed doing that, and then I think that the uh, the final scene that the, that Dana was 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 really nice was really nicely written and um, that the opportunity to come clean and to be and to kind of provide a you know a, a close of that of Kalani's subplot um, and was great fun and and what was interesting was that uh, I, I think I probably said this before maybe but uh, you know. Um, the last line, I asked if I, in case if I could just, you know, there was something I was thinking about. He said, "Yeah, sure." And the last line of the angel, "Sorry about the flat tire," it was just a, you know, at that it was at the moment, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it was that was I really enjoyed doing that scene. That was great fun, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it it was a, uh, it was a lot of mixed emotions towards your character in my eyes, you know, because it started off and there's this really this kind of pompous know-it-all guy that shows up all of a sudden, he's got an opinion about everything until, you know, and then you kind of bring you into this transition of, okay, I kind of like Lonnie, you know, he's all right. Yeah. And then, and then no one, I mean, you, you just kind of fall in love with the guy after a while and you find out his reasoning as to why he's done this. And uh, I don't know. It's just amazing. That's that, that degree of storytelling to bring you from almost loathing someone to being one of your favorite characters is pretty cool ride. Yeah, I mean the the cool thing is that that's you know that's on the page, right? I mean that's the that's the beauty of that because that's it. Yeah, I had I had a chance to say the words, and and I'm really I'm really grateful for that, and I'm glad that I was able to convey that. Um, but it's it's a question of that that was on the page, right? So um, you know when that's you know that's the the fun part of this, right? That we get paid to play with toys, but. Now and again, it you know, it, and 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 a lot in this project in in uh, in real life, um, you know, the words were right, were dead, were absolutely spot on, and and there was that nice mix of everything kind of came together, um, you know, and was the the result of the you know this happy happy conspiracy process that is you know movie making or or audio making, right. Let's see. Uh, Peter Bell has a question for you. He's asking, "I'd like to know uh, what you think Kalani was about to write at the end of the journal." <laughs> Here's a look. <laughs> um, 
You know, I think that there was, um, I thought about that, right? Because it's kind of like, it was, I think, I like to think there were a couple of things, right? That it was going to be, all right, here's what you need to know about the people I was working for. And here's where their, their, their soft underbelly is. All right. Uh, and, or, um, a, and by the way, when you get to this point, look to go in this direction because that may, I believe, you know, that that some kind of insight as to how to continue to make the most of the aircraft that you have and the pilot you have and the environment you have, so that you can actually maybe afford, uh, uh, you know, successfully get the hell get away, right? And yes. so. Um, and and maybe to re to one more time go through and kind of you know ream a few people here and there, <laughs> um, just to kind of maybe make a take a shot or two. But. <laughs> Let's see, um, just J from Twitter, uh, just J AKA Radio. Question for Kevin: Is it a weird feeling getting out of character, like for Kalani or whoever, after finishing an episode? Um. The funny thing is, is that it, that yes and no. It's um, that when you there's a, there's a level of um, technique, and I don't mean to demean the acting process in some way, but but there's a, the, there are tools you have to use as, as an actor, like the tools that you use to do anything else. You know, if you're a writer, if you're a, if you're that here are these things you rely on so that you can do the job, right? And so. Um, the fun thing about Kalani was that I I I didn't have to speak in an accent. I was kind of pretty. I sounded like I sounded. Uh, the one thing I paid attention to was that my elocution and my diction and my precision about how I spoke. I wanted to make sure I had because that makes the editor's life easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I mean, having come from a production a production background. I know the way I talk, and if I talk, you guys are gonna have a pain in the tail cutting some of this because I, I tend to ramble. <laughs> um, but then again, that's a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, I don't mean to. But it, but so that the so that it's you know when you, you know if acting is listening, right? And and so if the cool thing about it is is that you're in, you know. Um, Unlike a film, sometimes where the actor you you might be working with may or may not be across from you, depending on what they're shooting and how they're shooting it. In this environment, most of the time you were actually looking at, unless you were doing a monologue, you were looking at the people with whom you were performing. So that was that live element of it allowed the character to just happen, right? Because you're you're just looking at this dude and saying, you know, what? No, and you were able to really engage. And you know, and 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 be there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there was that. So that you know, sometimes if there was stuff that was heated, you'd walk away and kind of take a moment. And if there's a lot of forceful stuff, you know, you'd they, you know, we'd be we'd be grabbing onto uh, onto count sofa cushions when we'd be struggling with something and pulling at them, you know. And that and then at a certain point, it's kind of like, no, oh, I want to win this thing. And so. <laughs> You know, it's but it's never it never got to the point where you know the uh, what's his name the guy who played Lincoln you know I didn't walk around with the stovepipe stovepipe hat on and talking like that. <laughs> uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, there we go. 
There we go. There we go. Man, Who is off. Daniel Day-Lewis? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think I can shape the rest of these towards more uh, about Kevin here. You want to go with some of your questions, Redbeard? Yeah. Um, I Well, I kind of wanted you to just kind of take us to who you are, where you come from, and that kind of thing, because I have looked all over the place, and I cannot find any of your background. So it's Okay, well, that, that's that's an interesting thing. So uh, I was born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. No, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> um, um, native New Yorker. Uh, I spent my um, – born and raised in New York City, um, started in the film business um, when, uh, when I was 20. Um, working for a company that restored silent films. Um, and I worked at, in, and I spent my life making, became an editor and then a, uh, and the transition to corporate video and editor, then assistant, then the, uh, assistant AD. And then I would sort of take a project as an AD and then into the editing room. And then I started directing and writing. And I did that for like, you know, way, way, way more than a week. Um, and there was a point at which the, there were there were a couple of particular, you know, and I did a lot of industrial sort of, you know, large corporations um, and uh, and did lots of fun work. Um, and there was a point at which I would work with actors and they'd come in and ask for, you know, if they could have the words on a card after they had, had the script for a week. And at a certain point I said, I think, you know, just, if I can walk and chew gum after I a certain age, I'm going to try to be an actor because I've seen... I did it a little bit as a kid, uh, growing up in Upper Manhattan, um, and then you know there was a point at which I I was living in North Carolina where I was still doing the same thing, and uh, I clicked past that age and I called an agent friend of mine and said, "Hey, listen, dude, um, I'm thinking about Rusty Wicks. Is his name? Prophet Rusty Wicks in uh, North Carolina, Greensboro." Um, and he, um, I. He took me on as a client, and I uh, did some work. Um, this said like 2002, and and then I moved. I came here in 2004, and I came here to sell what I write, like many others. And acting was one of those things that was like, yeah, I think I'm going to try to do this. And so, um, I mean, I got here because I had done I had done work like that, and I thought I if I could, if I there was maybe a, a place to fit in this business as a, as a gentleman of a certain age. Um, um, as an act, you're coming to acting later in life. Um, but you know, my back, I mean, strict, I did a lot of corporate television in, in New York and in North Carolina where I lived for about a dozen years. Well, uh, since we're talking about this, uh, John Monin, he asked what you would recommend to see. And, uh, as far as what you've been involved in, where, where could he find you? Uh, so the, some work I've done as an actor, I mean, what's interesting is that it's like, the fun part is, is that since, let's see, I guess I finished... 12, 13, I forget when we finished um, it. My, I finished myself, I think maybe in 2012. I did a, uh, a feature last, I, well, I, one th- a film I did in uh, 2012 is called, uh, that was finished in 2013, is called Bad Chicken. <laughs> and I, it's really fun. Uh, it's, I play a, uh, um, a forensic psychologist. <laughs> and, a, um, and it's a story about a crew a production crew producer a cameraman sound guy who make reality tv and they are really just despicable individuals and um um it's not a documentary 
funny you should ask no however <laughs> these this this uh, group of uh, are played by chicken puppets uh, <laughs> and i'm telling you it is it's it's funny as it's really a funny movie uh and that was made by a guy named carter mays uh bad chicken and um i did another film for him this past uh, just uh, february march um <laughs> in which i play a really really terrible guy I mean, just a despicable SOB. Um, <laughs> but that's fun. And so, and, the, I, and I did a film last summer uh, that's hopefully coming out soon called Emma's Room. Uh, and um, I, I, I have the lead in that. And so um, you can find me on this, like an episode of Monk called, uh, <laughs> but you got to look quick. I did a, uh, I did a, um, a Lifetime TV movie this past August um, called Dollywood Christmas. It was on over Christmas time, and I didn't get to meet um, Dolly Parton, who was in it. But uh, but it was great fun. I worked. It was great. It was really great fun, and it ran a bunch. And I, you know, again, it's you gotta you gotta know what the hell I look like to be able to, to catch me. But ten bucks is ten bucks. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. He's working for. He's in PS. He says Kalani and Tardust were characters he loved and hated at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, the, uh, it's funny. A buddy of mine, uh, Richard Tatum, played. A, a, the, I forget the guy's name played, who played Tardust, but uh, it was I. I don't know. Did I, I don't even. Did I even get the chance to work with him? That, that outside fan base. Did I? I forget because I think I may have. I know that. Uh, um, Pippin and I are Richard Tatum and I are pretty are good pals, uh, and it was fun working with him. Um, as you know, because he he played this he played the Brit, who I off. Um, right. So. Spoiler alert! No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> there we go. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. and by the way, uh, never mind. I want to. But there was, I was working on when I was working on this film. <laughs> this room. The uh, the production manager had a T-shirt that had the spoiler for every the 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 big news spoiler for like the the films that we all know have been have great you know uh, twists at the end huh. the <laughs> Usual Suspects uh, uh, oh, the Crying Game that. I need to watch that oh no it's the have you not seen Usual Suspects or the Crying Game but I'm not sure I want to oh, see my- that one. No, I'm telling you, The Crying Game is an amazing freaking movie. Is it? Um, okay. Um, all, all I've heard were jokes about it, and I don't know anything no, about it's, it. No, uh, there's a shot in there. If you're a fan of cinema, it's cinema. There's a shot in there that, uh, of Forrest Whitaker that is just a real – I mean, a, it's a beautiful little frame. It's a really well-done movie. And, and Usual Suspect is – you know, it's, it's, it's tremendous. Incredible. Yeah, it's you know, incredible. I, and this brings up a good point. Anybody that has a film that you consider a classic or a cult following classic, you know, yeah, you, you need to write in and see if Mick has watched it because more than likely the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh, you know, it's sure. it's there's I the, the first job I had when I started in the film business was working for a guy who restored silent films, so. I got to see, you know, Birth of the Nation and Intolerance and Chaplin shorts and Buster Keaton shorts and Eisenstein movies and yada, 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 yada um, as a kid, you know, and again and again and again and again and again. And so it was, it was really a great education. Um, and um, That sounds like it would be a, an awesome experience. 
Yeah, it was pretty much fun. I mean, it was just, you know, it was lots of, um, and this was, this was well before, uh, yeah, this was, you looked at things a frame at a time and, um, uh, it was, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was you know, looking at things that came from, you know, silent films that were the think, films that were screened in theaters, the silent films was, you know, there, there was a, a nice, um, touch of history that you know, started out that way. It was pretty much fun. Cool. Um, See, I was trying to think of something else because I, I, I do want to try. I'm going to try to piece a lot of this together and put it on your bio that's out on uh, the World Live Wiki. Oh, okay. So, but uh, I saw you're in an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm also. It's funny. I, I'm also in a a Steel Panther behind the music thing that I've never. And if somebody, if somebody knows where that is. Cause I'm, you know, it's like, you know, my son's like, you know, it's like he wants, he wants to, he gives me, he gives me, he wants to buy me a, uh, a you know, a, a, a jitterbug flip phone. Um, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, but the, the, someone, I ran to somebody who said, yeah, I saw you in this uh, behind the music thing. I shot it a bunch of years ago and I played the disgruntled former manager of Steel Panther, who is much I'm very surprised to discover that they signed a new deal. Um, and I've never, <laughs> never seen it. I'd love to. So if anybody has, yeah, I'm in an episode of Monk called uh, Monk, Gets His, Monk Gets His Badge Back and uh, a couple episodes of an old L.A. forensics thing and A Thousand Ways to Die. I play a guy trying to, I dig up my old brother-in-law to get the rings off his fingers and uh, and I take him up out of the graveyard and as I'm taking the rings off his fingers, the uh, tombstone the headstone falls on top of me is that a thousand ways to die yeah a thousand ways to die. Is was, that, that's that show where they just show a bunch of different ways that people oh yeah it's like the, you know, the chock full. it's like the, the, the clips are anywhere from like a minute and a half to three minutes long oh that's cool yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like the it's almost like darwin award style <laughs> you know, uh, abs- or like people getting the, hit by a meteor at a party. there's a whole lot of hey y'all watch this um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Hold my root beer. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. No, that was yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what is wrong with that? Okay, here we go. And what was fun was the <laughs> that I was I was I think maybe get it was like coldish, right? And I was I was sweating, and so the one thing that I, the, one of the producers said, man, I really liked the the uh, all that all that all that coming from the nostrils because I was just. <laughs> I was sweating and snorting, and uh, I again, I, I, I gotta go find that because um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> it sounds pretty funny. Well, well, the other one I'm really excited to ask you about was I saw you were on uh, an episode of the Vikings. No, you know what's interesting? Now that is this is it's a wonderful thing with IMDb does right. So there's this guy Kevin Flood one. I've never met him. He lives in Ireland. Okay. He is we obviously we apparently share the same name, um, and but I've 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 written to IMDb and said, dude, that ain't mine. That's not I didn't do that. <laughs> and it, but and because and so the thing that so that other other wacky things like this so something on there called um, some there's a the last uh, the thin line uh, is a piece I did for is is a is a is a short film I did that was given to him. I mean, it's just it's you know God love God bless IMDb, but sometimes there's you have to kind of 
I think I'm going to write to the Pope to ask, have the Pope ask IMDb <laughs> to make the change because I think I probably would be more successful um, that way. Uh, but no, that yeah, I think that I I can make up a story and go, yeah, well, I mean, I got to tell you, Leif Erikson, what a guy, what a cut up, really. And I mean that really, he would cut people up for no reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mel Brooks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh it, I'm glad we finally got a chance yeah, to, to talk to you. Being such a uh, you know, watching the clock so well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's all good. So yeah, the, to any anything else? Any uh, any any uh, any issues of for the lovelorn or you know baseball predictions or you know anything? We're just uh, just a, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're a stinking wealth of information. Who's going to win the finals here? Most people we talk to, if I mentioned anything about sports, are like. What, well, you know, I mean, no, I don't New even Yorker, know what they use, but totally native New Yorker, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, in the fi- I, I think what I think Miami ended up scoring what forty six points. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't know who's what the score is right now. But I mean, look, the thing four. is that that, that, that Eric Spolester called me. They wanted to see if I wanted to get any PT. They, um, are you saying really? I, I don't know what happened in Game Three. Are you saying Miami only scored forty six points? No, no, no. That's it's, it's that, if you're a Miami fan, it's not looking good. I've no, <laughs> it's <laughs> not looking good by a long shot. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, check that out. By a long shot. Well, uh, we've got one last question. We normally ask everybody that's a yeah. cast member. Yeah. Um, but we can hold off on that real quick. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us as far as places yeah. we can find you or point um, towards uh, like any online presences or anything? The, the thing is that I, uh, I, you know, you, we do the things we got to do like, you know, we, anyway, no, not yet. But what I think I'm going to do is that I hopefully will have a website, an acting website in some sort of fashion by the time the, uh, the finale rolls around. And so those are the folks who are there. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll let you know what that is. Um, if uh, what I might do is I might just let you guys know what's going on with Emma's room when that gets released and start drumming up some support for that and the other things I'm doing. Sure. Are you um, on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. But I have to remember who the hell I am. I need actually, I need like, you know, a, a, uh, a Twitter for like, you know, geezers, um, <laughs> uh, intro chorus. No, you, um, uh, definitely hit us there and we'll, We'll throw that out on Twitter okay. or Facebook for anybody cool, cool. to let them Great. know, hey, Kalani Kevin Flood is... Great, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. We'd love to do that. Um, so how do you and Shane keep up still? Um, we, we stay in pretty close touch. We're, uh, he was, um, I did a thing for him while he was working on the Disney boat. Um, and we've had a couple of different projects that we've been talking about doing together. Um, and so, you know, it, it's just, it's there's uh, I enjoy working with him and then there's stuff that and we kind of have a similar we have a kind of similar vision to comedy and things like that so that's and that's the stuff I tend I write is I tend to write comedy more than anything else and I and and um, when uh, when I and I have I have my note it's uh, should you be writing right now it's the flow chart that I'm sure (laughs) if Roger's still listening lots of people know you know so yeah that's uh that's the that's the admonishment I give myself. Have I written today? No. Uh oh. Principal's not gonna be happy. Do you write every day? I try to. The you know the it's but you know the deal. I'm, I'm I I'm working kind of almost full time for a company, which is great fun. Uh, and more on that later. But it's um, but when you 
Yeah, I try to, and I and I just started on something I don't want to talk about yet. But I just started on something that's like, oh yeah, this could be fun. So how do uh, you? I'm curious. How do you? How do you start? Like, I guess, I guess you have an idea, but like, how do you start writing something? You know, that's it's the fun. It's um that when I wrote, I write to you know, I, I get paid to write, and I've gotten paid to write, and there would be times I'd be thinking, well, how in the world do I write for this? I write this speech or I do this piece, and I have no idea where to start. And I just write, but I have no idea where to start, so I'm going to just kind of keep on typing, and oh, there we go. And all of a sudden, it happens. Um, if you're writing, the, the for those screenwriting fans out there, the, the best thing I took, the, the, the Robert McKee has a thing called Story Structure. Uh, he has a book called Story, The Story. Um, and if you don't know about it, he's a... He's a he's a brilliant dude, and he really has broken down much like Sid feels in a different way. Um, but and in fact, either of those two gentlemen have bulletproof ways to approach storytelling for cinema or for any um, three act to five act based um, storytelling, um, character based storytelling. Um, but but the fun thing is is that it's just at a certain point, you know, you I try to think about. Uh, and pardon me for digressing here, but but I don't know if the, those who, like the the Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, those of you who've seen it, you know how it ends, right? I'm getting a nod of heads. Um, <laughs> that I believe that that's what they that was the central thing they started talking about. I don't know this to be. I mean, you know, this would be if I if I was analyzing that, I'd say that's where that whole thing started. Wouldn't that be a fun freaking thing to put in a movie? And they figured out how to get there by building a story around it, right? So, you know, there's a, a log line that I pay attention to when I start thinking about log lines. It's an, an epic tale of personal revenge set against the fall of the Roman Empire. And that's the log line for Gladiator. And that if you're pitching stories in this town or any other town, because ultimately things come through here m- most of the time, um, that is a perfect log line, right? It gives you everything you need to know. Right. Right? The kind of story you're telling, an epic tale, what it's about, and where it's at, and what what is historical and it's a it's historical perspective. And you know, so that there's a you know a, a leanness to the explanation of the process of the of the finished product. But getting to that is uh, <laughs> you know getting a screenplay from that to, is almost like you know that you, you're your own biggest loser. Um, <laughs> Competition, you know, because I think that if anybody write, if we write, we tend to write long, oftentimes, and then, you know, I mean, Casablanca when they fin- before they made Casablanca, it was a 250 page single page single spaced treatment for the film. Wow, 250 pages single spaced. You know, I mean, it, it, you put that on the screen, it's like you know the Russian version of War and Peace. It's 28 hours. <laughs> Seriously, by the way, my my dad worked on the public relations for that. It was a twenty eight hour version of War and Peace. Wow! Yeah, you came to the theater four days in a row, seven hours, seven hours a day. That is <laughs> whatever. <crazy>. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you said zombie things, not quite. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent your bag. But yeah. our final question is: uh, if you found yourself in the zombie apocalypse, and you could. Right pick uh just one character from we're alive to survive with who would you pick oh wow um hmm. that's a great question i mean because there's a bunch of to mind but i but bill 
<laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of like, as odd as this sounds, it's kind of like Skittles, right? I mean, that oh, dude. That's awesome. That's, that, that dude knows how to survive and uh, knows how to get from point A to point B. Um, and even at Kalani's heftiest, um, I would have pre- appreciated his seeing. I can do I can do things that he can't do. He can see things that I can't see, and uh, that combination might have been a really interesting one. If I, um, especially if I still had the skills that I had, and you know, if I'm dealing my health cards, I'm probably going to deal one that's going to include a, some kind of flying machine. <laughs> so, but I, I think I mean. You know, I wouldn't trust him to shoot a gun, but but it'd be an interesting dude to kind of, you know... Even better if you of... don't have to. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You kind of you know, make a meal, you kind of barbecue a little bit, you invite them over, you sit down, you break <laughs> bread. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie ecumenicism. I mean, there we go. So. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I really had a great time, and thanks for the questions, and and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I hope to see you, you know, say hey when uh, at the uh, finale. Absolutely. I'll probably be. I'll wear something. You know, I'll, I'll have a uh, you know a, a a fruit basket on my head, so people know who I am. <laughs> Look for the guy with the fruit basket on his head. That's Kalani, that'll be, that'll be Kevin Flood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much. Are you guys going to be at the uh, at the shindig, sir? Are you guys going to be at the shindig at the uh, at the event, the live at the finale? It's not looking great for me being there, but Redbeard will be there. Okay, I will definitely where, be. Where there. are you? Where am I? Uh, yeah, like going to be sitting? No, no. I mean, where, where are you guys? Where are you physically in the world? Oh, in Arkansas. Okay, yep, we're in, on a mountain in Tennessee. Okay, no, yeah, no, the, we're we're both out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, I uh, I had a shoot in '96 that took me to. Harrison, Arkansas. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Yeah, dude, oh, uh, serious. And through flipping Arkansas, and uh, you know, being a New Yorker, pardon me, it was like they they had on the on their sign flipping Arkansas, flipping high school, home of the flipping Bobcats. Um, <laughs> uh, had the had the internet's been built like the way they are now, <laughs> uh, friends in London would have gotten a real kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but it, yeah, I had a shoot. I mean, they were putting in. Uh, there was a telephone company because I did a lot of work for telcos. There was a telephone company that was doing. Um, that was putting in fiber cable to as a hedge against being bought by a larger telco for small money, and so Nortel was financing the whole deal and giving them the equipment. And so I was out there, you know, making movies about you know, doing little documentaries about those about that stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, you should have just stayed in Harrison. You could probably probably make all kind of documentaries in that. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. It was. It was the. It was the only. Was the only. The the bar in the hotel was the only bar within. I think like a whole lot of miles. As I recall it at that time. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting yeah. place. Yeah. For you guys listening, Google Harrison, Arkansas, and you'll have some fun. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yes, it's. Uh... <laughs> It's yeah. got a bad reputation, that's for sure. I yeah, don't, I got, I, I don't know much I, about it. Don't have much personal interaction I'm, with it, but, but I'm I, glad I got it checked off the bucket list. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great talking to you guys. You too. You too. All the best. Thank Talk you. To you later. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. 
If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at wearealive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. Thank you. Hey, uh, before we before we end the call here, um, there's one last thing we normally yeah. have everybody say to open the show for us, and it's just you know. It's basically, you know, this is Kevin Flood, and you're listening to the We're Live Fancast, and you could, or you can do whatever you want to okay. do as far as that goes. But we'll, uh, I'll mute now if you can okay. do that for us. Hi, this is Kevin Flood, and you're listening to the We're Live Fancast. Uh, if you're eating and you're not going to finish what you're going to send, you can send it along. I'll give you another one. Okay. Hi. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Hi, this is Kevin Flood, and you're listening to the We're Live Fancast. Are we alive? I mean, is it live? It's the freaking web. It's, what's live? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. If you think of one that you're just like, oh, I should have said that one, record it and send it to me. Uh, we'll probably not have it out for maybe a week or more. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what. I'll do. I'll do. Uh, maybe I'll do a couple more. And. Uh, oh, no, no, and I'm not saying those weren't good. I'm saying okay. those are great. <laughs> What I'm so, I'm yeah, that, I mean, it's just like again, fly, fly, shiny objects. If this is a shiny object, I could sit here and do this like for, for another forty-five minutes and be just just be tickled pink. <laughs> <laughs>